Welcome to Honorable Mentions, the official podcast of the Shackles Honors College here at Mississippi State University. My name is Wade Leonard, and I am the outreach coordinator here at the Honors College. Well, I love it when I get to talk to alumni of Shackles, and boy, howdy, do we have a great alumni with us today. My guest was born in China, grew up in Italy, and came to the United States as an international student. She graduated from Carl Albert State Community College in Oklahoma, where she became a member of Phi Theta Kappa, and from there she transferred to Mississippi State University and the Shackles Honors College. Making absolutely the most of her honors experience, she became one of the first three Mississippi State students to take part in a Cornell University program run in Turin, Italy. She was named a PPIA Fellow, and we'll get into what that means in a minute, at Princeton University, and she studied at the University of Oxford in England. She has earned degrees from Mississippi State, from the College of Arts and Sciences, and the College of Business, with a focus on the university's international business program. In the fall, she will return to the United States, where she will work on her master's degree at the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. We are very, very proud to be talking to her from her home in Italy, Miss Fei-Fei Zing. So, hey, Fei-Fei, how are you? Hey, Wade, I'm, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. All things considered, I'm doing wonderfully. You win the award for being the furthest away from anyone for me when we've actually done <laughs> this podcast. Can you tell me where you are right now? Yes, I am based in a very small town in northern Italy. We are about an hour from Venice. Uh, so a little town is called Seguzino, which no one really knows where it is. We're about, what, 2,000 people um, town. So yeah, I actually grew up here. I lived in Italy for seven years prior to coming to the States. And, you know, uniquely, again, amongst people I've talked to, you also win the award for living on the most continents of anyone else that's ever been on this <laughs> show before. So your, your story is absolutely unique. Before we get into it, though, I do want to say congratulations on Harvard. Thank you so much. I'm very humbled and honored to have been accepted into their Master's in Public Policy program at Kennedy School starting in the fall so i'm really really excited and looking forward to coming back in the states yeah that's wonderful so tell me about your journey from getting to you know wherever it is you came from to mississippi <laughs> state university absolutely and how much time do we have it's usually as much usually as you a want long conversation <laughs> now I've, I've learned throughout the years to cut it down pretty pretty smoothly so I was originally born in, in China, in southeastern China, to a very humble family. My parents never went to college, so I am a first-generation college student. And we actually lived in a pretty humble household. We heated water on the stove uh, because we didn't have hot running water. Uh, but despite all the difficulties, my parents always made sure that I understood education was a very important aspect of my life. And at age 11, uh, we came to Italy. So I stepped back. My dad came to Italy when I was five years old and took him about six years to become uh, a resident and to uh, apply for a visa for my mom and I. So we came to Italy when I was 11. And I'm not kidding, Wade, you now know more Italian words than I did back then. Uh, I knew nothing. <laughs> you at least know chow, pizza, pasta, right? Lasagna, which are all words that were foreign to me. 
and uh, I've never seen a, a person who wasn't Chinese before I came to Italy. So it was a full immersion. So it was a difficult first few months, uh, but with a lot of support. And a side note, my dad forced me uh, to memorize 10 Italian words daily. And because apparently I was able to you know, pick up the language, he told me, I start, we started with like five words maybe, and then I was able to get to 10 words a day. And after three months, I was essentially like fluent. Uh, so I came to the US when I was 18 all by myself uh, as a foreign exchange student. And we chose uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Or should I say they chose me because it was um, one of the least expensive programs, being very honest. And here. it's a community but college it, that you were going to, right? It's a community college in yeah, Arkansas? Well, so it, the first year was in high school. Okay. Uh, the second year, yeah, so I uh, stayed with a basketball coach at our high school. Um, and, and through her help, and, and I understood about the community college system. So I actually went to community college in Oklahoma, but it was just across the state line. So I still went home, I mean, went home to Arkansas for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, they were home for me for three years. So one year in high school and two years of community college. And that's where Mississippi State comes in, right? Um, so my freshman year, I was elected president for Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society. And I was able to attend the national convention in San Jose, California. And that was where we had a college fair. And as an international student, um, I was very open-minded in where I would go because uh, I love my family in Arkansas. But um, to me, anywhere can be home. And I wanted to go to an institution that offered international business program and an honors program, uh, as well as just opportunities. And of course, um, good uh, financial aid help. And, and when I was looking at the different options for transferring after community college, I realized that some schools had a honors program, others had honors college in the case for Mississippi State. And in my mind, at honors college, having a residential college, it meant that it has more opportunities and also the peer-to-peer -peer learning and the support from the staff and faculty uh, in terms of mentorship, which they all ring true uh, when I came to Mississippi State. It's really a enhancement and it amplifies your experience at Mississippi State. So I was actually affiliated with three colleges um, <laughs> during my time at State. I was a member in the College of Business, which loved it, uh, amazing mentors and sponsors from there. I was also a member in the College of Arts and Sciences because the International Business Program is a dual degree program. And I also work in the Dean's office. So I have also my Arts and Sciences family there. And then through the Honors College, which is where I lived uh, most of my time as a student at Mississippi State, I lived in Griffiths Hall. And, and Honors College really is a community uh, of interdisciplinary, if you will, of scholars and, and faculty and staff uh, I did so many things with Honors College. I would say two of my most um, profound memories, if you will, uh, started really my first summer at Mississippi State, which I had the opportunity as one of the first students to um, study in Italy uh, through the Cornell Interim Program, which a little plug, um, I actually had um, a professor from Cornell writing like all my rec letters basically for grad school. So uh, it's sort of coming a full circle, right? And, and then also I finally was able to go to Oxford on my very last summer. Like I refused to graduate in May and extended it to August so I can do the 
study abroad at, at Oxford. So, so the international component of um, the author's experience was really, really impactful, especially as someone who um, was pivoting towards international relations. It is truly all the experiences through the honors college that helped me to make that pivot uh, successful, if you will, uh, because I also did undergraduate research with Dr. Banerjee in the political science department, which I probably wouldn't have worked with him if it wasn't for the, the connection through the honors college. There's a whole list of things I want to talk to you about, um, and I don't <laughs> want to skip any, but you, you briefly mentioned it before, which is the experience you had through Cornell right in Turin correct could you describe what yes, that sir. actually was and 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 how you got there from here absolutely um it is it was back in 2015 I cannot believe how much time has passed and um we were a part of the first three students to receive a scholarship from NSPARC which is a national strategic planning analysis research center i hope i got the order right i think i, I think you actually uh, did and that's the most impressive thing you've yay. said and you've said a lot of impressive things thank you i appreciate that um so through a special connection um from the the NSPARC, so at the time director of NSPARC had a connection with cornell university and, and they sponsored three students uh, from the autos college so it was myself laura and naomi who were selected for the first year or first time ever however you want to call it and we had to um do an interview with cornell which um it was it was really um so at least for the first year a little bit of insight here um for the first year we were highly recommended by dean snyder that the interview uh was really a chance for us to ask questions so i remember i went i show up with like my um my best suit and I uh, all prepared. I had like a whole bunch of questions. I even found syllabus from the previous years. Yeah, so it was uh, quite an overachieving college. And and so <laughs> I showed up and I think I was the first one to interview. Um, and and when like first thing that the, um, Dr. Hack said was, um, oh, you all three are admitted. Um, we're excited to welcome you into the program. I was ready to fall out of my chair because I thought it was going to be a you know, pretty intense um, selection process, intense in like interview. Um, and, and a little side story here. I actually remember that I didn't have um, Skype. I think at the time, so Dr. Snyder was so kind that he let me do, do the interview actually in his office using his Skype account. And so he had everything set up for me. So that's something to say that the dean of the college is so willing to uh, to, to help you in, in all big and small ways, right? From rec letter writer to recommending you to the Cornell and Turing program, but then also giving you uh, his computer for an hour for an interview. So I think that's the, the beauty of the honors community. Uh, we really become a big family. And so we took two classes in 2015. Um, and we were the only students that were not Cornell students, I believe. And so the first class was on European politics. Um, and so the, a competitive government class um, with a European um, lens. And then the second class, which is what uh, really opened my perspective in what is all possible uh, in terms of future studies was a population and controversies class which was 
a, a migration study class, if you will. In that class specifically is where I learned the difference between first and second generation um, immigrant. Meaning that although I experienced as an immigrant, uh, Chinese immigrant living in Italy, and then later as international student in the US, I never knew that academically uh, there could be a study um, pursuit in that. And I actually always thought because my parents came to Italy first, so I was a second generation immigrant, but because I wasn't born in Italy, so I'm actually considered a first generation. So I always thought I was second generation because you know my parents are just me. Um, and, and that was really what um, sparked a lot of interest in international relations. And well, you know, and, and I, I'm just thinking about it. You're going to Italy. I assume you had the advantage over everybody else there, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I surely did. I think um, many times I will help translate um, even even during the program because we will have different speakers. So many times I'll be the translator. And one story that is really um, cool for, for, um, for me, it was we went to a center it, it was an after-school program, and most of the students there were from a, a migrant or refugee background. And I remember um, I was asked to uh, be the translator, so I translated from Italian to English. And I remember um, seeing, you know, like children um, who who Italian is their second language. Who, um, whose parents are, are migrants like mine, I remember um, leaning over to one of the students and I said, oh, you know that I also grew up in, in Italy and I watched their eyes being like getting like let up because it, it showed that, it showed that um, they too can pursue those opportunities later in life, that college is not just a, a too long of a shot for um, migrant children. So that was something that um, was really sweet for me when I got to um, got to speak to to younger children. Uh, and I think about my younger sisters, so I have two younger sisters, they're 12 and, and 15. I think about how a lot of what I do is to inspire them. Um, although I didn't grow up seeing many people, many of my peers going to college, but I always wanted them to know that you work hard, you, you build community, you build support. Uh, yes, sky's the limit. So I'm, I'm happy that in those moments, I was able to to show the, the younger um, migrant children that, you know, believe in yourself and, and it's not, your background does not define who you are. It's just part of your identity. Well, I hope you've at least bought your sister some bulldog gear and are trying to. Oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> They've been recruited a big time already. <laughs> that's that. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you know, I think a lot of people often get the idea that, you know, I mean, the migrant stuff being that that's that's remarkable. But even just from a transfer aspect, a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. That, that coming from a community college maybe in some ways isn't as good or puts you at a disadvantage rather than mm-hmm. starting, you know, uh, at the university your freshman year. But, you know, you're living proof that that's not, that's not the case at all. And so you. during your, 
but I do think a lot of transfer students sometimes get intimidated when they do see all this opportunity, mm-hmm. but they also see that they have just this two-year window of time to, to, to get it all done. What advice do you have for people who want to, you know, get everything they can out of the time they're at the university, but maybe think there's no way I can do this in two years? Thank you. And, and I do would like to clarify that um, I took a few gap semesters. So my time at Mississippi State was actually um, longer than most, uh, if you will, traditional transfer students. Um, one advice, uh, the most important advice is to get involved as soon as you land on campus. And in particular, I believe uh, students who were in the Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society uh, at community college, they do extremely well at four-year institutions because they're used to leading teams. They're used to being um, being the SGA president, being Phi Beta Kappa, and being many organizations. So I think those students, um, if, if we can overcome that obstacle of thinking, oh, I'm not academically prepared, or that all those biases that people might have about community college, um, I want those students to know that I also had those imposter syndrome. Um, I also felt like maybe I didn't belong, like would I get into the honors college? And I would like to say that um, sometimes it's due to life circumstances that you go to community college. And if you work hard and you are truly uh, open to learning and you're curious in class, your community college degree is just as competitive, just as rigorous, just as good as any of the other four-year colleges. And and please keep believing in yourself because that's going to be what's setting you apart and, and helping you to overcome that first semester obstacle. And and I think a part of the, the worries from the students is that you're coming in as a new student and most people have already friends if they came to Mississippi State as a freshman. Um, and that's where involvement comes in, right? So running for honors council, for example, I immediately build a, a group of friends with 12 people. And then I believe I did Foundation Ambassador. It's also one of the other organizations that is open call for in the fall. Um, so involvement and go to office hours. Do not be intimidated by four-year institution professors. They are uh, professors. So just like when you were at community college, you can go to office hours. You can do the same at Mississippi State. And they love when students go to office hours. And it's a little known secret that actually many people don't go. And if you go, you immediately stand out and you can have such amazing intellectual stimulating conversations. So yes to office hours, yes to um, student organizations. And most institutions, especially for Mississippi State, we also have a transfer student um, or student organization. And I believe even within the student government, there are um, there's at least one seat for a transfer student representative. I don't know if they expand it to two, but I know for sure there's one. Um, so, I mean, integration happens both ways. So the, the institution can do so much to welcome you. And, and then it's, it's on us students to take advantage of those opportunities. And, and I'll say, show up, go to events and, and walk up to speakers and, and connect with everyone as soon as you get there. And as an, you know, as, as an international student, 
you're coming to Mississippi. I assume you had some <laughs> ideas or thoughts about the state before you got here. What was your experience in Mississippi like? That's a great question. Um, and I would say that the Southern hospitality is real. I call Mississippi State home. And um, where do you probably know this? Um, when I landed to Mississippi State, there's actually a local family who basically just adopted me. So hello to the Harringtons. And and they basically just adopted me, right? So I was spent like I was spent Thanksgiving with them, Christmas with them, and, and I'm actually on their Christmas card. And so those are the people you're going to meet in Mississippi, especially in Mississippi State community. They were both Mississippi State grass or their children. And and this is the best way I can explain how we are truly a big family. And I found people super welcoming, friendly, really, really nice, genuinely wanting the best for you and there to support you. Um, I, I don't think I've ever gotten like turned down from someone that I wanted to talk to, uh, regardless of their position. Here's here we go. So regardless of their position, I feel like everyone has been super open in meeting with you. Um, you can be a transfer student, international student, first generation college student, uh, whatever many other um, categories you might fall into. People here truly want you to have the best experience um, and, and you do need to take initiative. So it really goes both ways. Um, and I found Mississippi State are truly a bulldog family. Um, and I think the, the most um, humbling experience I got to experience the Mississippi State family was during homecoming where complete strangers, I've never met them. They, our tie was simply Mississippi State. People who might never left um, the South could relate to my story and uh, congratulate me for homecoming and people cheering on you. Um, it, I think that was probably the experience uh, where I um, felt the most um, connected to the, to the larger Bulldog uh, family is truly people have this um, mindset of giving back to the university and the student body are truly connected. Um, I think it's, it's something unique to Mississippi State. Well, that's wonderful. You know, they do say that Mississippi isn't a state, it's a family reunion because everybody knows everybody here. But changing, changing gears just a little bit, um, on my wall downstairs, there's a picture of you, and under it, it says PPIA fellow. What does that mean? <laughs> that's right. Um, it is the Public Policy International Affairs Fellowship. Um, it is a competitive fellowship, and um, just a plug here for anybody who doesn't know, the Honors College also is the house for the Office of Prestigious Scholarship and Fellowship, and that was where I found out about the PPIA um, fellowship, and I was one of the lucky ones who got accepted, so I spent a summer in 2017 at uh, Princeton University um, doing graduate level courses so the ppa program the best way i can explain it is sort of a um smaller uh, version of graduate school it's like a grad school prep program and um the goal of the ppa fellowship is to um 
bring together um, students who are traditionally uh, being from a underprivileged or underrepresented groups and who are passionate, truly passionate in uh, public service and making the world a better place for everyone. And they bring us together. So there were 34 of us from all different institutions uh, across the US. And we took um, intensive graduate level courses, one in stats, one in econ, and I chose the international um, route. So I took a really cool um, seminar class with a former US ambassador to Iceland. And, and that's, <laughs> that was a really, really cool experience because you are taught by someone who practice, like a practitioner, uh, and who can share first-hand experience. So he shared about negotiation um, at the UN, right? He shared about his experience as an ambassador um, in Iceland. And then he also spent an extensive amount of time also in, in Taiwan. Um, so he spoke Mandarin Chinese. It was really cool. Um, I remember he would introduce me to his um, friends who are our speakers. And he would say, oh, she's a Chinese from Italy, but she lives in the South. Because I, of course, pick up the Southern accent. I say y'all. Um, so that's a really um, nice tie that I had with the, with the professor. And, and we really bonded the PPIA um, fellows are the people that I, I fall back on, right? So um, when I was applying to graduate school, I reached out to my PPI community from you know editing, proofreading my essays to, um, so we have a few PPI fellows from my year who are already at Kennedy School right now. So getting a firsthand experience on, so how is Kennedy School? Do you like it? How was the application process for you? So you're really building a community um, outside of Mississippi State that it's, always going to be there because we struggled together for seven weeks to go through an intensive program. And, and also it's a community of people who are there to support you. Feifei, how many languages do you speak? Uh, <laughs> I am fluent in Mandarin Chinese, Italian, and English, and I am, um, I was better, but I think I'm falling a bit behind. I took many classes in Spanish. And when I was in Spain last time, um, I didn't get lost. So that's a that's that's a plus, you know. <laughs> I was just kind of wondering if you just picked up Icelandic along the way too. Um, <laughs> my goodness, you're a remarkable young lady. So what's 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 next, Fei Fei? You're going to Harvard. You're gonna you're you're going to Kennedy School. What's the what's the end goal here? Wow, um, I like to think of Kennedy School as the beginning of a new of a new journey and not the the end of it all right um yes we, uh, we were i worked really hard in undergrad um but i like to think of kennedy school as a place where uh, it will open my mind it would uh, be a very intellectually stimulating environment um working alongside of people from all over the world literally and and as of Today and right now, I envision myself um, working, uh, perhaps returning to Europe, working on immigration policies, a, a more human-centered uh, integration policies. You know, how can how can we have firsthand real experience from migrants and refugees uh, at the decision-making table before we make 
the policies. So that's one uh, passion of mine. So in the in the long run, I can see myself uh, advocating for um, for um, a more inclusive and human centered uh, immigration policy. At the same time, um, in the long run, like my really big goal is to empower migrant and refugee youth um, to to really have a voice. And, and I'm also very passionate on women empowerment. So along the line, I hope when I get to the position where I can, I will love to mentor younger women. I think the, the, the attitude you have that it's a, it's a journey, not a destination, um, that might be the best description of you I've, I've ever heard because it seems like you have been on a journey um, well, since you were born, really. I mean, you, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about a young lady who was born, didn't have hot water when she was little, and makes it to Mississippi State and from there is exposed to and takes part in some of the most prestigious institutions on the planet and is about to go to Harvard. That ain't bad, Fei-Fei. That's all I'm saying. That ain't bad. Can't complain. Can't complain. And it's definitely a mix of amazing support, opportunities, hard work, also not giving up um, on your dreams. And it's, you know, it was an easy journey. I'm very thankful and grateful for the, the support system. And if I may, um, returning back to the PPIA fellowship, I would like to mention that um, the Office of Prestigious Scholarship helps you with your application. And, and they also host info sessions. When I was at State, I hosted a couple of those. So if you're interested in public policy, please do reach out. Uh, now it's Dr. Hoffman. At the time, it was Dr. Anderson. Um, and of course, I'm happy to talk to anyone who's interested in applying. How do you, th- let me rephrase that. How important has the Shackles Honors College been in your growth in your career? Wow. Um, Tremendous is the word I can come up with. Um, it here's how, how can I say this? Um, I did not think of myself as someone who would go on and, and go to Kennedy School or winning the PPIA fellowship. Um, I know that Dr. Snyder and Dr. Anderson will be like, "Why well, you're making this up?" But truly, the first year I applied, I almost backed out. Um, I'm, you know, again, this negative talk, imposter syndrome. I went to community college, first generation college student, international student. It's Princeton, right? And and then having the other side of Anderson saying, you know, Fefe, we believe in you, and, and and let's let's craft the best application we can, and and here's my rec letter, and, and let's 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 put your name in there, and and let them decide, right? Don't decide for them, and and I'm so grateful for that extra push. Uh, that belief in me, you know, during the, the, the days where things weren't going um, so so great. I, I don't just get accepted, I also get rejected from the programs. So during those lows, um, the Honors College especially were the ones who always believed in me. And um, anytime I needed anything, I could always reach out. So I'm three years out of <laughs> my undergrad and I can still like call up Dean Snyder and ask for a rec letter. I can still you know, talk to, I can still work with Dr. Hoffman on, on grad school applications. So it is a community that's never 
doesn't have an expiration date. Here we go. So, you know, I'm three years out of undergrad. I can still count on this community of people. So it has been a really, really um, big part, important part of my, um, of my journey. Well, we're pretty fond of you over here too, Fei-Fei. Um, and you are giving back in a literal, literal way. You were, you were on the, uh, well, tell me about it. Just tell me about it. Yes. So I serve on the alum and friends of honors college board. Um, I am actually, um, the chairperson for the communication outreach, uh, committee. I'm very honored to, to be, to be part of this amazing alum. And it's, it's interesting to think about when I was a student, um, I remember meeting the, the board members and how supportive they were of us students. And now I'm having the chance of giving back. Um, and and I, I'm very grateful that they didn't um, let the distance, you know, scare them away or, <laughs> and um, yeah, they really accommodated to having like Zoom uh, link for me, even pre-COVID where, you know, meetings were happening still in person. They always had an opportunity for me to be able to join the conversation. And um, it's, it's a board of um, alums who range from when there was the honors program uh, to myself, who was part of the honors college. Uh, they are um, alums who truly, and friends, who truly love and believe in the mission of the Shackles Honors College. And they are to really support. It gives me a greater appreciation, um, if you will, for all that they did for us students when I was a student. So it's, it's been a fun, uh, it's been a fun journey here too, working with people that I look up to, right? When I was a student and thinking about, oh, maybe one day I can be like them, right? Being able to, being able to um, be a part of the team that's supporting Snyder and the Honors College and, and being able to fundraise, being able to support uh, programmings like the Delta Scholars Program or the We Lead and and all those things and all those opportunities that helped me to be who I, where I am today. So it's it's really I, I love that full um, circle with the with the Honors College. And we really appreciate it. I mean, we really really do. Um, Fei Fei, is there anything else that you want to say? Is there anything we didn't cover that 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 you think we needed to cover? I think we covered. Um, a lot and um, and happy to do a you know a follow up podcast maybe once I'm at Kennedy School maybe I have uh, other answers to your questions yeah and, that'd be great uh, more like a, yeah inside review of what Kennedy School looks like um, yeah it's been really fun conversation I always love talking about honors college and experiences it's been fun a, a flashback to you know my fun days in, in the in the honors college I would say um, the only thing that I want add is that uh, for students who are considering honors college don't think of it as it's so much extra work or that it's competing interest with your um, home home college i don't know, like your academic uh, major college um because you know as i mentioned earlier i was a part of three colleges and still managed to um 
still having great opportunities for, from all three of them to so think of the Arts College as a scholarly community of interdisciplinary uh, studies, but it will enhance so much more your college experience. So it's not a mutually exclusive from your major um, um, studies, right? The college, like engineering or education or business or arts and sciences, but think of it as um, as an experience that will really enhance your educational experience at Mississippi State. And you'll be surprised how many doors will open for you because of that interdisciplinary um, component of it, right? So I had, was a business undergrad, but then I was able to pivot to international relations before um, the, the, um, the, the, the political science department even had a, a minor in international relations. I think we just started one. So even before that, back in 2015, I was able to get exposure to the international relations um, field thanks to the Arnold's College. So think of it as a, a doors of opportunities for you and it's waiting for you to kick it open. You're a very inspiring young lady, Fei Fei, and I am more than confident that whatever you decide to do will be more than remarkable. Um, due to students like Fei Fei, if you're a transfer student out there looking at the uh, listening to this, and you're uh, you're you're in a community college, if you don't know, if you're in Phi Theta Kappa and you have a 3.75 GPA when you apply to this university, we will invite you to join the Honors College because we believe in the in our transfer students. We believe in students coming from community colleges because look at this young woman and everything that she's been able to do as well if you're in high school and you're getting ready to apply to mississippi state there's plenty of application options for you as well please visit honors.msstate.edu to learn more about it or contact me directly again i'm wade leonard the outreach coordinator here at the honors college you can find all my contact information at honors.msstate.edu that's honors.msstate.edu fey fey before we go i have a really silly question for you is there a Go way to it. translate hail state in Italian and Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great question. I am not sure. I might have to default to Google Translator. <laughs> well, then give me a hail state in your best Southern then. <laughs> hail state. Thank you so much, Fei Fei. Congratulations, and Thank I hope you. to talk to you again soon. Be safe. Thank you.